You're listening to Straight Talk and Randomness with a Pro. Welcome to episode 17 of Straight Talk and Randomness. Today we're talking motherhood and music. Let's get to it. Hi, Monica. (laughs) How are you? I'm well. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for asking. How are you feeling? I am feeling great. Um, I had a service this morning and grab a few things to eat and then I'm chilling right now the rest of this evening. It's a typical laid back Sunday. I love Sundays. Just get you started for the week. I will inform everyone how we initially met up until this point. But to start off, if you will, please brief describe what your childhood was like. My childhood, wow. Um, So I was born in Chicago and people always uh, laugh when I say that. I'm like, I really was though, but I was not raised in okay. Chicago. We moved to Mississippi when I was two years old. and okay. um, So technically, I'm from Mississippi. Born in Chicago, but raised in Mississippi. Chi-town, huh? Right. <laughs> we moved to uh, Bells on the Mississippi and then later on, I think about when I was five or seven, we moved to Isola. So all of it to me is the same. We all say bills on. Most of the time we just say Humphreys County. So life was pretty good. My mom and my dad and my brother, we we lived kind of in the rural area. We say the country. Um, We lived there and we we attended church. Uh, My mom and dad had a business. My dad did hair. Of course, my hair was always done. I had long hair. Ah. (laughs) It was cool. Um, I was very active in church. My mom and dad were both very, very, very active in church. I was kind of, I would say the very friendly person with everybody. It was like I'm I was friends with everybody. I didn't really have those like well, I'm I'm not friends with this person. I got along with just about everybody. Growing up was pretty cool in Bell Zone because my parents they took us out. We were exposed, you know, we okay. traveled. Yeah. So, you know, we saw like Bell Zone is a small town, mm-hmm. but yet and still it was rich with so much culture and the people at the time were very um instrumental in each one of our lives. Like literally it took a village to raise a child. Yeah. Like the teachers that I had in school were the same teachers that came and got their hair done at my daddy's shop so oh, I'm just wow. like, like if you go out today like your daddy gonna know in a few minutes yeah. you know <laughs> so yeah. it was like either get it done or you know get in trouble wow yeah everybody know everybody just a small right. town Literally. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yep. I know what that is like growing up in the Mississippi Delta as well just speaking of your mom and your parents I know now you're a mother what was the most surprising part about becoming a mom that I literally had to keep this child all the time I can't say who gonna come get their baby like when they gonna come get their baby <laughs> like nobody told me that I had to take her home you know like we got real mom and daddy cause clearly I'm just your babysitter oh wow that is so funny <laughs> You with me for forever, girl. She oh, didn't come with no instructions or nothing, Jesus. Nothing. It's with me forever. Ever. Oh wow, wow. Um, but yeah, the, it was, <laughs> the most surprising part was how quickly she changed my life mm. and how quickly she changed the way my thought process, my thinking process, yeah. my thought process, whatever you want, however you want to put it. How quickly that had to change, yeah. and and I, I would tell my mama this: I don't see how people have more than, and this is me, just more than one. Yeah, <laughs> I was struggling for a little while, but uh-huh. I mean, she quickly changed the way I processed 
every move I made, mm. I had to think about her. It was no longer just myself. I had to literally think about her with every decision I made. Mm. Yep. Kudos to all the moms out there with exactly. Mother's Day. You know, my mom has passed on. Right. I always think about the times, even the tough moments, how resilient she was and just, right. you know, a go-getter. Um, so I always right. looked up to her in that aspect, just being a great mom. And she didn't play either. <laughs> like, right. what I say goes right. and don't ask why. That's just how she was. Thanks for sharing that, Monica. Yeah. As a mom, with all the ongoing racial injustice that's unfortunately happening, in what ways are you checking in with yourself and also your daughter during this time? Well, with my daughter specifically, the school she attends is multicultural. She's not just around one particular race of students or children. So she's able to see. She'll ask, well, what's going on? Like, why are they doing that? That's so mean. Like, you know, it opens the door to just talk about some people have feelings that, you know, that are not the same feelings we have. Or some people think of, I don't want to plant the seed of this particular group does not like us, mm. you know, or like that because that's not the case because she has friends that are not of the same race that she is. So I don't ever want to plant the seeds and she goes around. So y'all don't like us. I don't ever want to do yeah. that because that's not the case. Our parents are not raising their children to be right. that way. So I raise her to love people and to love herself and to always be herself, to know who she is, to know that she is a queen and to always Think of herself highly and not at more highly than she should, because that's what the word says, that we ought not to think of ourselves more highly than we should, right. but to know who you are. Right. And I want her to know that she is special, that she is beautiful, she is loved, no matter what her skin color is, and that she can love on people mm. that are that do not have the same skin color as she has. I just make sure that she has people around her that are not, that not of her color, like her friends, mm. and that are not... They do not have the same skin color, but you talk to everybody with the same respect. Right, right. And knowing that you are teaching her those values that she would, I know, will hold on to. What's your current state of mind during this unprecedented time? Well, <laughs> exclusively to the pandemic. Well, when it first happened, I was just like, oh my God. You know, I struggled for a while. But then somewhere along the line, like after April, because, you know, of course, like in March, everything was just so high mm-hmm. <laughs> so intense. March, April, May, something like that. Things were just so intense. But like after a while, I was just like, you know what, Lord, I got all this extra time. I need to be doing something so then like I started crafting and it was more so it wasn't to craft like to start going into business but it was just crafting like okay well I like t-shirts I wear t-shirts I teach I want to wear t-shirts on Friday and my daughter has to wear t-shirts on Friday Mm -hmm. I was blessed to uh, receive a machine and like heat press and I was just like okay well let's see what I can do like with this extra time I just started started crafting a little bit and then I had already um gotten into like music so we were working on music but then of course the pandemic hit we had to shut down you couldn't go on campus to finish in the studio so a lot of things were birthed I started school in June of 2020 and um, working on my second masters and I was just like the pandemic gave a lot of us a lot of time to sit with ourselves to be with ourselves and we were like ooh 
either you're going to make the best of yourself or you're really going to, you know, you're going to have a hard time being by yourself fixing those things that you see now. You got time to see what's really going on on the inside. Yes, and that's that's true. With saying that, what are your biggest passions? Well, my biggest passions happen to be teaching. Mm -hmm. I love to teach. Singing. I love to sing. And loving on my family and friends. Just being there for them and having a good time with them. I absolutely adore teaching. Mm -hmm. I don't like the logistics of teaching. Mm. Now, things have changed so much since I first started teaching in 2006. But I absolutely adore. It it is tough at the beginning of the year. And I teach kindergarten. Well, now I teach pre-K this year. But at the beginning of the year with kindergarten, it is so, 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 so tough. Toward the middle of the middle of the year, you're like, yeah. That's when it really hits you when you have the end of the mm-hmm. year program at school and they're reading the welcome or they're they memorize this student was the one who grew the most and that's that child who did not know one letter but is mm-hmm. now reading. It's almost like when you have a child and you go through that painful moment, but then when that baby gets here, you don't even really dwell right. on the painful moment right. at all. Same way with teaching. It's like it's so tough, but at the end of the year yeah. you're like, Wow. You see like, the progress. Wow, yeah. They're here. Bless your right. heart, girl. I tried it <laughs> a year and I was like, mm, no, not, mm, nah. So kudos <laughs> to teachers. I will always say that I don't think teachers get paid the amount that they should be paid. Nah, that I don't no. like. But speaking of singing, I want to take you back. I don't know if you remember yeah. this, but okay. Monica and I met in college. We took a class together. I don't recall the class. Somehow. Yeah, Huh? I said we had several. No, we did have several. Yeah, but when we initially Mm -hmm. met each other, we took this one class together and we got on the subject of music. And during our conversation, we both were like, oh my God, you love music. We both love music. And I don't know how we got on the topic, but Uh I ended up mentioning my first professional live recording. I told you who it was with and you screamed. I don't think you remember. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? It was with... Mississippi Mass Children's That's right. That's right. (laughs) And you were like, oh my God, I can't believe it's actually you. And I said, yeah, it's me, which was one of my recordings that I really don't like because at that time, just learning to control your voice. And when you're a singer, you have those stages. So just learning that point. (laughs) At what point did you realize you could truly not sing, but sing? Oh, wait. Oh, Wow. Um, so like I said earlier, I grew up in church. My mom was a singer. My mom is still a mm-hmm. singer. She she didn't record with anybody or whatever, but she sang all the time. Mm-hmm. She she led a lot of songs and she could really, really do it. And I was just like, Man, my mom is the bomb. Yeah. Then uh <laughs> but then like I started singing and of course in like the sunshine, we call it the sunshine band, which is the youth mm-hmm. choir. And then I started moving up to the adult choir. So like I I remember like what you just said with learning how to control your yeah. voice at the time it was a while back I didn't really I didn't know how to control it I was listening to um different types of music like I did you know of course in, in our house it was like as for me in my house we gonna serve the Lord right. so of course I was listening to gospel music but when they were gone or when I was at school <laughs> I was listening to different people so I, I used to listen to Brandy and I used to listen to um 
um, Mariah Carey, like that, you know, that album, you always be my baby. They're right there, you know, and I started trying to mimic those people. But after, I think it had to be high school. Okay. I think it had to be high school. I was leading songs all the time Mm -hmm. and literally leading praise and worship in my church at a young age. Okay. And, you know, at that time, you know, for me, it was being young and and you're singing and you see people moved by your singing, like they're crying, they're up there raising their hands and things like that. As a young child, it's like, okay, you this is cool. Yeah, like you oh, see. Yeah, the effect that it has <laughs> on. This is one thing that I want to say, though, because I don't think for me, I know exactly what you're talking about when you see other people's reactions from you yeah. singing. Do you sometimes feel it? Because sometimes I don't. It's like you go into another space. Right. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that is, that's, you know, and it's a very thin line. And I can say that now yeah. as being a praise and worship leader. And I'm more aware and I'm, you know, I'm farther along in my walk with God mm-hmm. um, now than I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Now I have to say, okay, even when I'm not feeling it, like, am I doing this for me or am I doing this mm-hmm. to actually edify or, you know, glorify God? Because once I do that for him and glorify him, then he takes care of the rest. And right. even if to me, I sound a little off, but somebody else was blessed, then that's all that matters. But yeah, I would have those moments a lot, especially when I was in my, you know, trying to just make in my own strength, in my head, basically. That's what they call it when you're in the yeah. studio. It's like, get out of your head. Yeah. Get out of your head. And I'm like, well, I just want to make sure it's perfect. But no, you got to make sure you glorify God. Yeah. But at the same time, you still want to give him your best. You know what I mean? Right. So then I start ministering and then he takes it and we go a totally different route and it does way more than I could have ever thought it would do. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's like so. the Holy Spirit takes over in the process right. and, and right. it becomes a whole right. different experience. A whole different right. experience. Right. What do you yeah. Speaking of recording, Aww. oh my God, Monica, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I love your newly released gospel single titled For Me. Aww. What was your inspiration? Well, um, I had gone to Vicksburg. I remember the day I was, I was in Vicksburg and I was hanging out with one of my friends who can really, really play. And we were hanging out at, at his church. Mm-hmm. He was just playing on the keyboard. And like sometimes, like you just play music, I'll kind of come up with words. But um, mm-hmm. and so I just started coming up with the words. And it was just like, I don't know. I just felt, I guess it was just the Lord download. You know, I ain't being all deep in one of my points. <laughs> it was just like, you know, when you start thinking, it's like when I think of the places I've been and all of things I've done like literally if I sit back and think about every place I've been and a whole lot of stuff that I've done yeah. you know like guys you you still did that you really did that for me you know like right. really you and you still like you keep over and over you keep waking me up in the morning even if even now if I've gone some places I shouldn't have gone or I've yeah. done some things that I should not have done I yeah. don't take his grace for granted but he has still graced me every day like it's, it's, it's mind blowing to think right. about that right give you the opportunity to right your wrongs right each day that you have a new day right that's beautiful I'm learning the lyrics okay Thank you. I play it. Sometimes it'll pop on my playlist yeah. out of nowhere randomly because I have mine shuffled. And I was like, oh my God, so <laughs> proud of Monica. What was the most significant moment during the recording? The most significant, God's timing. And this is so, so for real. God's timing is not my timing mm-hmm. because we were supposed to yeah. release this song last last year or year before last. I was, I had really planned on releasing it. 
before last, which was like what eighteen? No, last year. 19. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. nineteen. So it, I think, kind of wrote it in eight, seventeen, eighteen, and nothing happened. I didn't go anywhere with it. I didn't do anything with it, and then so started trying to work on it in nineteen, going into twenty, twenty twenty, and then boom, mm. pandemic hit. Because we had gone to the studio working on it, and then the pandemic hit, and we couldn't go back in the studio for a while. On I wanted to mm. release it on Easter. Okay. Last year, and then I said, "Okay, I'm gonna do it for my birthday." But I was trying to work. <laughs> we end up working it out and got it done for this Easter, and it has done very well. And I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, so. I know. When I called you up, I said, "Monica, I want you to come." I want you. He's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, want to talk to you about it because I know we've always had, you know, the connection as far as music right. goes. I'm so so proud Thank of you. you. I must say that I already purchased it, so you can let my listeners know. Where can they purchase your song? It is available on all digital media outlets, all platforms, Amazon Music, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. It is everywhere. (laughs) The title, my name is spelled M-O-N-Y-K-A. My mama was different, so... Yes, she was. Yes, you all go out and support her. It is an amazing song. I love it. As I said, I'm still learning the words to it. <laughs> you know, singing along in my car, wherever I am, that it comes on on my playlist. Yeah. But Monica, before I let you go, I want to play a game of 21 questions with okay. you. Which living person do you admire most? PJ Morton. Really? <laughs> okay, not for real. My mama. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you are a mess. Which city would you love to live? I would love to live in Los Angeles. Just the California yeah, feel. Of California. Mm-hmm. Just both yeah. of I love Cali. Who are your favorite singers? P.J. Morgan. <laughs> Listen, he has this one song. I I can't argue with you on that. He is incredible. He has this one song that I love. I think it's an R and B song. How deep is your love? How deep uh-huh. is uh-huh. your love? Yes, ma'am. Girl. Yes, ma'am. I was like, yes, wait a minute. He did the remake from the Bee Gees. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like, who are your heroes? Oh, well, I would say my mom again, but I think my pastor, Bishop Mitchell, I look up to him a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's a hero to me. But I will also say my daughter, mm. um, because she she literally changed the trajectory of my life. So okay. I wouldn't be where I am right now. I don't think if I if I didn't have her. So she kind of saved me yeah. from certain things. Mm-hmm. Aww. What fears do you have? Oh, of not accomplishing or not finishing everything that, that's in my heart to do. I have mm-hmm. so many ideas. I told yeah. my friend the other day, like, I'm not going to die with all this stuff in my mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole bunch of stuff done. Somebody business and we go. My girl. All this stuff in my mind. Not finishing, not accomplishing what God has put in my heart to do. I, I don't want to. Yeah. I want to leave here empty. Seriously. I feel you on that. Do you think money buys happiness? Of course not. Not at all. Mm, I totally agree. Coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it could be iced or hot. What's your favorite color? Oh, uh, my favorite color is I got two, orange and blue. 
Okay. How do you manage stress? Oh, crafting something, painting or singing or okay. praying. Okay. Totally agree. Do you miss someone at the moment? My dad, Aww. especially now, like I just graduated. I was like, oh, the last time I was here, my dad was here. So of course, yeah, I miss my dad. Moments like that. Uh-huh. And congratulations on graduating. Yeah, you're welcome. What's your sign? Cancer. Okay. What would you say to your 18 year old self? Girl, <laughs> enjoy life and your family. Yeah. Have a little bit more fun and be be careful. Mm. What's your most used emoji? The heart. <laughs> the heart and the little kissing one, the little kissing heart. The kissing heart, yeah. <laughs> and the last face, honey. It's something is always fun. Yeah. Girlfriends <laughs> or living single? Oh, girlfriends. You know, we used to talk about that in college like girl did you watch last night episode <laughs> like yeah back in the day it used to come on really really late uh-huh. real late right yeah if you won the lottery would you keep working in your current profession oh would i yeah i would for a while it dep- you know especially to um to get retirement yeah i don't it dep- and but it also depends on how much the <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends on like I I can't I can't remember his name how much money it is where the money reside you know yeah but uh, <laughs> I think I would work I would, especially if I was in contract I would definitely finish out the contract mm, road trip or flight oh road trip you find out a lot doing on a road trip you do. And I like to do random stops. Yep, you found out a whole lot. Yeah. In one word, what do you live for? Love. Hmm. What role does music play in culture? Oh, it is almost like adhesive. Mm. It's like the glue that brings us all together. We could be in a bad mood, but honey, somebody put on some music. You could be in a big room full of different people, but I guarantee if you put on um dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's universal. <laughs> Everybody will know it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's just that song right to you, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I just believe everybody starts singing and laughing and smiling. So, yeah. Yeah. What song makes you cry? Oh, one for sure is Thank You, Lord. Mm. Or oh, just a simple, I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank mm. you, Lord. That right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just puts you in a thankful mode, especially yeah. if you really take the time to think. Yeah. be thankful mm-hmm. in a vulnerable space right what song makes you happy oh uh, uh you make me happy really uh, okay. yeah i like that song <laughs> but um anything about pj morton for real though oh, girl <laughs> i pray that you meet pj morton i really do i have i met him but not you know oh. i didn't get a chance to like say anything to him he came to the he came to the Grammy museum and i shed tears <laughs> I can totally believe that. So with my final question, you mentioned Brandy. I love me some Brandy. Me too. And I'm thinking Cinderella, you know, where she and the great Whitney. So I am going to start it off and I'm going to ask that you finish it. Impossible. Things are happening every day. And there you have it. Thank you, Monica, for taking out the time. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, one more thing. The last time we saw each other was, what, two years ago? Uh My grandmother is always penciling us in when she has stuff. Every time she see me, she could just see me and say, hey, I'm going to have a program and I want you to come. (laughs) Girl, do you know how many years I've lived through that? I've just been penciled in to places I didn't know that I was supposed to sing. <laughs> Gotta love grandmas, huh? Happy Mother's Day, Grandma. And shout out to all the moms out there that are killing it. 
When you can't find the energy, you find the energy. And for those that are reminded that your mom isn't physically present, rest assured that she is spiritually present. Moments like this, I'm intentional. I put on my favorite playlist and I dance like nobody's watching. And I reflect on the great times that I had with my mom. And even the bad times, because it reminds me that she was a go-getter. She was resilient. She pushed through no matter what. She found a way. I also want to thank my listeners for your support. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Until next time.